a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now, guys, I have the one, the only, Dr. Marigot in the studio with me, and if he isn't too uncomfortable, I'm going to read out a very illustrious bio. That's oh, I'd love to hear my illustrious bio. I like to be uh, celebrated. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad to hear because I think this is a fairly good celebration. Dr. Marigal is a Dunedin cultural bastion. To list a few of his achievements, he received his PhD from the Otago Music Department, has released five full jazz and blues albums on his band camp under Dr. Marigal, which you can find online, where he plays his signature saxophone. He has made an animated film that, be, will, 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 that will be released in the near future. He's also performed at the last three French festivals, each time with a truly unique show, publishing through the Dunedin music label Philip. Dr. Mario is a humble heavyweight of the Dunedin scene, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you very much. Talk Thank about you very much. Your latest fringe show, Jack's the Ripper. Um, a dark comedy about the possible identities of Jack the Ripper at the Hanover Hall this Friday and Saturday, 8 pm. But where did the inspiration come from for the show? First of all, first of all, it's St. Leonard's Hall ah, on, St. Leonard's. on Friday, oh. and Hanover Hall on Saturday night. Thank you. Where did the inspiration I don't know where the inspiration came from. I really don't. I was, I was thinking back, where did I get the idea about Jacks? I don't know. It started with me, um, I got hold of a double bass. And a double bass, it's the queen of the musical instruments. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I, I wanted to do something to, to learn how to play it. And so I did. I've been working at playing. And I'm, hey, I've, I've gotten good at this thing. I can play this thing now. So it makes beautiful noises. And somewhere I got the idea of doing Jacks the Ripper, the idea of starting off with the more frivolous possibilities of who Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper might have been, mm. and then working towards serious contenders. But as I was writing it, I, and researching it, I found that the um, the stories of the woman he killed were actually more powerful and more worth telling, and a richer, deeper, m- more meaningful thing. Mm. So the start of the show, which is what I wrote at the start, is about the more frivolous Jack the Ripper, but then it sort of turns into being more about the woman and it gets more tragic and it gets more tragic and it gets more tragic. Oh, blimey. And then I discovered something. I, did, I, I, ran, um, I ran through some of the songs for some friends of mine just to see how they go. How is it, what is it like when you actually sing them to an audience? And I sat, started this, singing the song and the words of the song are, I could have had a life. And at that point it really got me because I'm actually really ill. I have cancer. I have esophageal cancer. And I, tomorrow... I'm going to find out whether they can cure me or not. Blimey. So I've been dealing with my impending mortality while writing this song, while writing this, this music, and it all seeps in there. Hmm. So Jack the Ripper you know, from, started off as being this comic character in Victorian London, and now Jack the Ripper's in my chest. He's this tumour, which is growing and, and hopefully will be cut out, maybe. Or, or they'll do their best to make my remaining time on the planet as pleasant and creative as possible so 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 it's become personal mm. and the it's got a really stark monochromatic feel because it's just me and a bass and i so i start off with songs that are a bit more humorous um about some of the wilder characters but when i start getting so in, but then every one of the women had to get a song that reflected how would she feel about me writing a song for her now? You know, so there were songs about lives being cut short and opportunities lost. And that's where it got. It got tragic, but it's in a kind of beautiful way, I think. No, it sounds it sounds like you're doing a justification that, you know, perhaps they've been waiting for, or at least like the concept of the crime's been waiting for for a long time. Mm. You had to wait till this sort of more f- appropriately feminist epoch to actually address... 
yeah, yeah. It's like, like going through and researching this stuff, you keep discovering that actually all the histories here are written by men. There's hardly anything written by the women. And you can kind of unpick little bits and pieces. And you go, oh, right. You know, and you start putting bits together and you start patching together the stories of the woman because they're, they're, they're all, you know, they've, been, they've been distorted by the, by the patriarchal boys. Yeah, surely, surely. Um, so you've mentioned um, the show and how it sort of, it does address fairly dark themes and you mentioned your own struggles as well. Um, would you say that this show is, sort of matches your previous work of sort of blues and jazz which allows people to sort of achieve a certain amount of catharsis? in regards to their trouble, like hearing their their issues, what they've been going through, verbalised, and then gives them a certain level of acceptance of what's happening to them. Well, you see, um, I, so I, for, I started off as being a, a, a wild and crazy blues and jazz player. And then I kind of, and I studied classical music, and I kind of dropped out of music and became a filmmaker. And I did a lot of filmmaking, and I used to teach filmmaking, and that was my career for... For, for quite a long time and then I came back to music and then I I, I, I ended up with a with some time free and that's when I did my doctorate at Otago mm. um, and that was a really good experience of getting deeply back into music and I was thinking as I got back into music I'd, I'd almost got to a point whereby I really appreciated blues and gospel and rock and classical music but the jazz was starting to get to, was like a dirty word to me, really? because being as being over intellectualized, and um, a dead music. And one night I was listening to an album, which was Miles Davis's album um, uh, "Lift to the Gallows." It's a soundtrack to a film, and it's it's a deeply flawed album. But you listen to his trumpet playing, and there is this beautiful human voice there. And that's what got me back into playing jazz. Oh, it's that sense of humanity, which it's it, it's because jazz is it's no longer Black American music. It's the mm. world's music, and it's it's a it's a way of expressing your deepest feelings in the most efficient way possible. I guess. I like that. I think a lot of our listeners as well probably feel quite similarly about the genre, as a a very very true, very open form of expression. Um, and I think this show relates very well to that. Like you're you're creating testimonies for people who can't, and then adding, you know, music to it, playing the double bass, a very beautiful, very sort of somber instrument at times, as well as being rather lively and powerful. Yeah, well, um, I, I run the gamut of 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 soft and gentle to to quite rockabilly in the okay. show. Yeah, it, it actually, the thing is, it, there is, I guess it is kind of a bit of a mismatch of genres because it's. It's definitely soul, blues, jazz-based music mm. with a bit of classical sort of stuff thrown in there as well, all mixed together. But it's not just a... It's a musical like... So it's like a soul Gilbert and Sullivan musical mixed with Netflix's Make a Murderer documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a social history, and, 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 and I will identify Jack the Ripper. Oh, I like that. At yeah. least you know you get some. You know, there's a result at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. yeah. At the end, at the end, I put down the bass and say, "Did you spot the clue?" Because I left a clue out in the air. There was a clue way back there which tells you who Jack the Ripper was. And if you didn't notice it, it doesn't matter because nobody noticed that clue for a hundred years. Blimey, I like that. You've got to come to sort of the, kind of the show. If I'm not going to. No, of course, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Like you have to, you have to come to the show. That's <laughs> the point. And there's two shows as well. So there's, I really think there's no excuse to not come to the show. Exactly. At this point. Um, 
But you mentioned it's like a mishmash of stuff. I feel like that's so appropriate to Fringe and what Fringe perpetuates. What keeps you coming back to the Fringe Festival? Oh, it, it, well, it, it, it's... The Fringe Festival comes along and the deadline for funding and stuff like that is way early. It's like September the previous year. And so by winter I'm starting to think of, you know, what way could I stretch myself again in a different direction? Hmm. You know, because I, the first two Fringe Festivals I did as a solo saxophone player and that was just, just me and a saxophone. That was pulling things back. Um, to, a, to a monochrome sort of thing and exploring stuff and that was really also me getting back into music performing mm. and then I did the gospel concert which was for a friend of mine who died and that was that was a whole different and wonderful experience that was a learning experience for me learning to sing gospel and uh, last year was my voodoo soul concert we had a 13 piece soul band at the musicians wow. club yeah that was that was that was big. That's, you're going to play one of those tracks in a minute. I yeah. think I am, actually. We're going to yeah. play Babylon from that, yeah. which is very exciting. Yeah, no, it was a, it was, that was a fantastic experience as well. But this time it was a case of, I've got this bass. Some, for somewhere this idea about Jack the Ripper came along, and it was, I was intending it to be more comic originally. Mm. But, you know, it shifted. And, and, and every good piece of work should grow and shift and evolve. No, definitely. And I think, from what we've talked about already, every, like the very nature of all these genres that you're pushing and like m you know making your own in that way it is an evolution of you as an artist up to this point i mean um even your name dr marigal um mm. it's you know it's it's very interesting it's it's quite it's quite mysterious where did the name come from <laughs> i have to admit i've i've thought about it <laughs> well dr marigal you see um how long have we got this is a good tale yeah we've got so so i had a friend ralph bennett eads right lovely guy um, he died of hepatitis C, but anyway, he he came down here before he died, and I didn't know that he was that he was on his last legs. He didn't tell mm. anybody, and um, and he said, oh, "Can you give me a lift up to Omarua? I've got this gig at the Penguin Club. You know, bring your sax, and you can come and sit on a couple of songs." So I did, and I dragged my sax up there, and he, he says, "Well, he, he plays about three songs, and he calls me up, and I'm up there. I did a three-hour gig with him, wow. playing playing songs I'd never heard before." <laughs> <laughs> And, and that was all fun. The next day we did a gig at a school playing for primary school kids, and that was fun. Then we did the Inch Bar, and then after that we did Feestock. And Feestock, well, you know, Feestock is the biggest, most fantastic backyard rock festival in the world. Um, and I'm up there on stage with Ralph, and it's a really appreciative audience. It's just him and me playing, and it was, and it was a beautiful day, and everybody was loving it. And I was thinking, gee, I really like this. I really like this this rock and roll performing. This is good. But I need a baritone sax. I was playing tenor at the time. I need a mm -hmm. baritone sax because the baritone sax has got more grunt. So, you know, we finished there. Um, and when I got home, I went straight on to Trade Me, looking for a baritone sax. There is no <laughs> baritone sax that I can afford on Trade Me. Blimey. Right, so let's look on eBay. So eBay, the first thing I find is an SML baritone sax. Now, SML is the brand of saxophone that you used to have when you couldn't afford a Selma. Ah. Right? They were the poor man's Selma. They sound <laughs> every bit as good as a Selma, maybe even better. The ergonomics are not quite as good, ah. but they're a top-rated horn from the 1960s. So, but this thing here is a bit beaten up. The main thing is I can afford it. <laughs> so, I, I, so you know, my wife says, what are you going to sell to get that? I'll sell the bass clarinet. Right, okay. Oh. So, Baritone Sax arrives. Now, SML, this, the brand of saxophone, is 
Strasser Marigo de Mar. Oh. And I and I and I was thinking, I'll do a band. I'll call this band King Marigo. Oh, I love. But I thought, that. oh yeah, but this King Leo. Because it was, uh, so, this, so, uh, but this, this this particular one is a King Marigo, oh. made by SML. Right. So it's a King Marigo. I'll call the band King Marigo. But then, oh, this King Leo. You know, you'll think I'm copying him. Then I enrolled in doing a doctorate. Oh, now it's obvious, Doctor Marigo. <laughs> It is. You've earned the title. And look, look, look it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good old Creole French-sounding name. Oh. It's got that New Orleans-y ring to it. It very know? does. It very much so. Yeah, Marigot with an X. You have to tell people how to spell it with an X. Indeed, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of history behind um, so many aspects of what, like, the show, you know, your own, you know, experiences as well. Um, for people who might be on the fence about attending a show like this. What do you say to people out there, you know, people who haven't been to a fringe event yet, you know, how, why should people come, do you reckon? <laughs> because if you don't come, music will die. <laughs> it's as simple as that, you know. <laughs> so there's a big threat. Get, get out there and, and come at it. If, you, look, if, if my show's the one that rings your bell, fantastic. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody else's show, go and see whatever you want. Just get, off, get out of the couch. The TV will still be there when you get home. No, definitely, exactly. But you know, jazz, these things, blues, gospel, a mix of all of those. Yeah. You know, you can only see that once every so often. And I mean, I mean, if you guys have been even vaguely interested by this interview, I think it's definitely worth your while. I mean, well, it's the reason I like this this format, just me and the bass, is that it, it's it it allows me to tell the stories hmm. because so if I'm playing at somewhere like the Inch Bar, it. It's not so. You, you really have to pump out the music. You pump out the tunes and the good beats, and the stories are not really. The stories need a different environment. They need a sit-down listening audience, mm. and that's that's the audience which which you can only. You can't even do that too often because there just aren't enough p people in the need to come to see it. No, sure. And that's what I like about the opportunity here at the Fringe Festival is that it'll give me that audience where I can do the. I can take the time to to put the stories out there. Oh God, yeah. Well, the stories make the songs work, and the songs make the stories work. Exactly. Well, folks, I mean, you, I mean, you heard it here first. If you haven't already heard <laughs> exactly. about it, exactly. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, it's fantastic it's been an to be pleasure, here. Honestly, yeah. um, I mean, and a key member of the Neen, um music and performance community. Remember, everyone, the Jacks the Ripper is on at the Hanover Hall on Saturday, and the St Leonard. St. Leonard's Hall on St. Friday. Hall on Friday, and they start at 8 p.m. Get your tickets now from the Fringe website as well. And you've got to come. There's a simple. Here's another simple reason: exactly. is the doctors are going to tell me tomorrow how long I have to live, which is not, which is either going to be a, we can make you real sick and then maybe cure you, ah. or b, we can keep you happy, but you've got two to five years. So, get me while I'm hot. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I mean, it's a good motivation. I, I mean, you know exactly. You know, see Dr. Marigo now in the flesh. While you can. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I mean, and you know, and if you can't, at least go to the band camp and check out his, his older works, and then to come here to the show to see the the newer, more evolved, you know, show that we, you know, that, that you put together. Yeah, and hear the wonderful double bass. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Gotta love a double bass. Um, for now, we are going to play you Babylon from the Voodoo Soul album by Dr. Marigal. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming Thank in. Thank you. Awesome, guys. This is Radio 1 91 FM. Well, you can sit down or you can stand up. Pick a little wine from the sanctified cup. And looking at a beast coming out of the sea. And a pretty lady saying, look at me. Well, revelation. Trials and tribulations. 
That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.